Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. What's good, my beautiful baby friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate. One of us is used to winners in the upstate. He has a V-neck t-shirt on. <laughs> the other one is not. You see him. You see both of us on the YouTube camera. The other one is not used to this, and he's I, he dressed for the Iditarod. It's fantastic to be what here What people with don't you realize is when Mark uh, says hello to the beautiful babies, he's, he's talking to the infant crowd in the Offsides audience, so we thank you very much. I was just at a restaurant, Mark, and they had uh, a toddler, I guess, sitting in a high chair, watching an iPad, screaming his flipping head off. And I think if you're a parent and you have a child in a, in a restaurant and your child starts screaming and crying, it is your responsibility to get up, pick up the child, take them out of the restaurant until they calm down and then bring them back in. It's not your right to disturb everyone else in the restaurant and just think, eh, if I shove an iPad in the kid's face, maybe he'll stop screaming. <laughs> because that's what they did. They shoved an iPad in this kid's face, and he was watching cars. And it also, Diesel, begs the question, how young is too young to have an iPad in a kid's face? Let me tell you what. Fifteen. Let me tell you what. Angela and I, <laughs> Angela, and, and look, you'll be a dad someday, right? Yeah. But, uh, but. Angela and I are on the same page of this. We don't want Jackson to have a phone as long as possible. Yeah. Like, he's got a Lego phone. Should be like, once you get your driver's license, that's when you get a cell phone. That's it. That's it. And get him one of those phones that only makes, like, phone calls, and that's it. Right. He wants to watch YouTube. I want you to play. Okay? Yeah, go outside. Go play. That's how we roll. We Fans. had a best thing we heard today a couple of weeks ago about some uh, some Gen Z are yelling at parents who've raised an iPad generation of kids. You know, the just just stick an iPad in their face. They'll calm down. Yeah. Like, why? Stop. That's the problem. All right, my friends. Wonderful to have you guys with us. Here's how you can take part in the show. You can give us a ring at 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844-326-3663. And the carpro.com text line is there for you at 71307. Just start your text with the word FAN, and away you go on the show. Live on YouTube are we right now on the FAN Upstate on the YouTube page. Coming up on the show today, Clemson has won yet another national championship. Another national championship. How about that? Uh, Soccer got it done last night. Don Munson will be joining us in the very, very next segment. Something the NFL does very well that college football is waving goodbye to. 
That is coming up on the show today. How about a Clemson broad spectrum widening the lens discussion on college basketball and the college basketball program? Uh, Jake Crane joins us today at 420 at 440 p.m. I will announce what the plan is going to be for the upset picks contest the remainder of the season. Got to make sure you're tuned in at 440 for that. We've got the top five at five. We've got the most screwed over teams of all time. We've got Mark and Diesel's top five. Today, it's childhood and adolescent crushes. And we have you here on the most interactive sports radio show anywhere. Can you guys do me a quick solid if you are listening right now? Uh, If you are not following Diesel and I on Twitter, could you hit that little blue follow button for us? We would love to have you follow us. Certainly get a swell of emotion and feeling when somebody clicks that little blue button. (laughs) I know what you did there. Uh I am not quick enough to have a... uh, I'm not quick enough to have a response here. That is safe. That is safe for radio. My mind went to three places. Two of them I can't say. Engorge on the air. me, people. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Makes me stiff with excitement, Diesel. Stiff with excitement. There you go. Uh, all right, guys. At Mark Ryan on air. M A R C Ryan on air. At Diesel on radio. Diesel on radio is where you can get to Diesel. Uh, guys, it's I before E. Half of you guys on Twitter put the E before the I. You guys drive by gas stations every single day. This word is in your face every single day. How do you not know how to spell it? I don't get it. I do not get it. But, my friends, we open on the show today with this. Uh, There we are entering, right, a, a, a season in college football, 2024, when the calendar turns to this year, okay, to, to 2024, we are entering a season that is going to be fascinating. It's going to be fascinating what we're looking at heading into next year. Now, I do want to open by asking you guys the question, who has a hotter seat? Is it Shane Beamer or is it Billy Napier? Um, but the reality is, folks, both seats are hot. Both seats are warm, okay? Like, at, at, the, at the very least, they're warm. Now, to me, because I'm so involved with both schools, right, I always, I truly do value a, um, an outside viewpoint, right? I value an outside viewpoint. So I do want to tell you that I go to CoachesHotSeat.com and I see that they've got Billy Napier Number three, third hottest seat in the country heading to into next season. Third hottest seat in America. Um, they, I'm, I'm, I've gone over Shane Beamer's name a couple of times. They've got him 62. They've got Shane Beamer relatively safe, relatively comfortable with a record of 20 and 18. They're wrong. And I don't believe that he is. All right? Now, maybe, just maybe, they believe that uh, the hot seat hasn't ticked up for Shane Beamer just yet. But let me let me start with this with, with you guys on this today, okay? 
If I were to say to you, for Shane Beamer, scale of 1 to 10, what is the likelihood that he is the guy long-term for South Carolina? What would you say that number is today? Five means 50-50 shot. You have no lean one way or another. Okay? So what do we mean when we say the long-term coach for the school? What I mean is in 10 years, he's still there. Okay? 10 years from now, 2033, Shane Beamer's still the coach. He's the long-term guy, meaning in the next 10 years, he's not going to leave on his own volition. He's not going to be asked to leave or forcefully remove from the position. Okay? What are the odds that Beamer's the long-term guy for the job? What are the odds that Billy Napier is the long-term guy for the job at the University of Florida? Here are my numbers today for each. Odds that Billy Napier is the right long-term guy at the University of Florida, I'm going to go four. Odds that Shane Beamer is the right long-term coach for South Carolina, I'm also going to go four. Now, I would agree that Billy Napier's seat is quite possibly hotter than Beamer's right now, okay? But the first part of this question is, what's the likelihood each school has their long-term head coach? Right now, I feel like it's slightly less likely than more likely that Billy Napier and Shane Beamer are the long-term guys at Florida and at South Carolina, respectively. Mark, you host in South Carolina. Why are you shoving Florida in there? Well, we need a reference point. Florida's also my alma mater, and you guys know SEC football as well as anybody, right? So I put Billy Napier in there. I think there's a four likelihood that Billy Napier's the right guy long-term for the job. I think there's a four likelihood that Beamer's the right guy long-term for the job. The why there is interesting. On the Beamer front, what is he doing well? He's doing a good job of culture building. He's doing a good job of recruiting. Choking on a splinter over here. Sorry about that, guys. And he's doing a good job of getting fan base buy-in. The cons on Beamer's side. Yeah, like Beamer's building a culture, right? Getting out the bad apples. The recruiting numbers are good. In terms of team ranking, right, But it's, you know, 18th, 19th, 20th. It's not all that dissimilar from what Steve Spurrier did, from what Will Muschamp did. But where Beamer has been better is he's been better in the blue chip ratio. He's getting a higher percentage of four- and five-star guys than Spurrier or Muschamp ever did. Why is that? Well, is it is it because the recruiting rankings have been inflated? I don't know. I don't know, but he's doing better in the blue chip ratio than the other guys, okay? He's got buy-in from the fan base. You mention anything about Beamer being on the hot seat, you've got hundreds of angry birds. That's our name on offsides for angry, upset Gamecock fans. You got hundreds of angry birds coming at you. What is he saying? Does he offer us insult? Evidently, Diesel, you and I are always offering them insults, you know? They, they don't, they're not accepting our insults, but we're offering it to them on a day-in, day-out basis. He's got the buy-in. He's getting blue-chip players. He's attempting to build a culture, 
although he lost a lot in the transfer portal. 18 South Carolina Gamecocks in the transfer portal. The cons of Shane Beamer. Doesn't act like a CEO. In many cases, kind of acts like a, a spoiled adolescent, honestly. You know, like our six-year-old kicks the wall when he's upset. You know, the wall is undefeated in that altercation. You know, in the history of mankind, man versus wall. Wall is a million and oh, okay? I don't understand that. Uh, a con for Beamer are the results. He's a couple games below Will Muschamp through three years. How do you guys feel about Will Muschamp? Good? Not good? He's a couple games below Will Muschamp. The difference is Shane Beamer makes you feel good about yourself. Will Muschamp made you feel awful. <laughs> and Beamer has failed in terms of assistant hires, right? The assistants, like it's just people don't like Clayton White, but Clayton White stays employed. People don't like Marcus Satterfield. Marcus Satterfield is sent away. Dowell Loggins is the new guy. How did we feel about the offense this year, Gamecock fans? You know, uh, the Beamer family name is tied to elite special teams play. The Gamecock special teams were not elite last season. All right? How about Billy Napier? Billy Napier, a pro, unlike Shane Beamer, he is a true CEO. That's, that's Billy Napier every sense of the word. You know, um, people want to know, people always ask, well, what would you say, Billy Napier, you actually do here? He's the CEO of the program. He's cleaning it up. He's building relationships with high school coaches, with players, with parents, etc. He's a true company head. He's also doing very well in recruiting. Florida has a top five class in America for 2024. And finally, he's likable. He's likable. You know, Beamer is likable to some, unlikable to others. Napier is liked by all, except those who don't want him to be head coach anymore. He's got a very, very likable personality. The cons for Billy Napier, his decision-making, you know, like poor time management, two players with the same number on the field, can't get the field goal team on, on the field in time to kick a game-winning field goal against Arkansas. The results are lacking. Folks, Billy Napier has the worst record through two seasons of any Florida head coach in the modern era. And number three, development. You know, uh, Prince Eumann Yellen, Florida's best defensive lineman, recently announced that he is declaring for the NFL draft. A few other guys transferred. Why? They're not being developed. They're telling you that. They're not being developed. They're not being developed. You go to college to try to become an NFL player. They feel like they're not being developed into NFL players at the University of Florida. So which stands out more for Napier, the positives or the negatives? The fact that he's a CEO, recruiting well, and he's likable. Or the fact that he has bad decision-making, he's not developing guys well, and the results stink. The cons are stronger than the pros, right? For Beamer, what's stronger, the pros or the cons? Pros, culture building, recruiting, and fan base buy-in. The cons, doesn't act like a CEO. The results are poor, and the assistant hires are worse.
I think the cons are stronger than the pros for Shane Beamer. Guys, you know, I, I was looking at this earlier today. Transfer portal entries by school. South Carolina has 18 diesel. Florida has 16. Clemson has seven. Seven isn't coincidence, nor is it luck. Mm. It's culture that can withstand a tough season, which is what Clemson had. They had a tough season. They have a culture. Clemson has lost not even half of either Florida or South Carolina. Yeah, you would would hope that Dabo would come around more to using the transfer portal from a sense of, I have an opportunity to bring some guys into this culture who made a poor decision before, whether it's somebody you recruited before or somebody that uh, that, that you just see on another roster you think is is really good and could help. But you would think uh, Dabo's evangelical style would – want to bring new guys into that and and also at the same time prove that Clemson's culture matters when it comes to results on the field. If a guy was okay at Virginia or okay at Kentucky, this belief of I can bring him in and make him great at Clemson. Why not? Where is it? Why is it absent? 71307 on the carpro.com text line. The question to you guys as we open up today, whose seat is hotter, Billy Napier, Shane Beamer? You can respond with a single word if you'd like, Billy or Shane, Shane or Billy. Uh, texter says, Mark Diesel, there is a restaurant somewhere in Greenville that actually charges extra if the parents don't take care of an unruly child. They actually caught a lot of flack for that when the media found out. <laughs> They're not going to catch flack here. They're going to get praise. Who is it, Texter? Yeah, that's going to make me want to go there even more. Who is it? Tell us no. who it is. Well, yeah, I don't know where to go. Don't just say there's a restaurant in Greensville. Do the research for us, please, and text us when you got the answer. Texter says, um, Mark, I got a four on Beamer and a one on Napier. So what you're saying, JT, is you're 100% sure Napier isn't the guy. Really? You're 100% sure that a guy who has a top five recruiting class isn't a guy. Texter says, I don't think Beamer's the answer at South Carolina. He badmouthed us this year here at the Fan Upstate. What coach does that? Exactly. Texter says, we really need Beamer to gain more in the portal than he lost. If he doesn't, we are doomed. More players, better players. Uh, Mark, do you see Drake May going number one in the draft or orange crybaby Caleb Williams? Um, I think Jaden Daniels is going to make a surge. I think he's going to make a real play for it. Uh, let's see here. Mark, uh, Gators have been to the mountaintop and expect to be back. Gamecocks expect to be bowl eligible. Mongo. This is interesting. Mongo Diesel. We've gotten a flip here. This is a politician-worthy flip. Mongo says neither is the long-term coach at their school. Pongo, Bongo, I can't remember his name. Now, Mongo, he's been really in Beamer's corner. Yeah. Mongo, what's changed? I feel like a phone call from you is in the works to explain us here. This is a politician-worthy flip 
that you are having us experience here today. Texter says Beamer's getting higher starred recruits, and they are walking right out the back door. 18 and counting. <laughs> What's going to happen if a guy like Nichols Harbor walks out the door? Ooh. If he transfers after Ooh. next season? Ooh. I mean, these are the guys that you're super proud of being able to sign, and you should be. But if those guys, these guys that got South Carolina at or above the blue chip ratio in those seasons, if they start walking out the door, you got a big problem. Texter says, I personally think Napier's seat is hotter due to the fact that South Carolina will tolerate mediocrity where Florida will not. No, no lies detected, Texter. Texter says, Napier is in a hotter seat because South Carolina's athletic director is worthless. Everybody's saying Napier's seat is hotter, but it's not because of any wrongdoing from Napier. It's because they're saying Florida has standards and South Carolina allows their program to be walked all over. Uh, let's see here. Mongo says, no, no, no. I mean, neither is on the hot seat. Mongo, denial is not just a river in Egypt, sir. It, like, N- Billy Napier's not on the hot seat. Beamer's not on the hot seat. Really? Uh, restaurant is in Florida. Charges 25 bucks for unruly kids. It was in the news recently. Uh, Spur Daddy says, who cares if Beamer's on the hot seat? Why? Because we at South Carolina, he says are a basketball school now. (laughs) It's about time you start admitting it. Oh, it's great. You know, the the biggest thing for South Carolina is they need an identity as an athletics program, right? It's a problem when USC means Southern Cal in 49 states. It's a problem when Carolina means North Carolina in 49 states. You know, so then USC calls themselves U of SC, to, no, this we're different. We're tired of being called what you are. And the fan base hates that. Right? Like it's it's you what are you known for? What is your identity? You know, to me, the reason why I think it's closer than you guys think, hotter seat or not, is because Diesel at Florida, I know Billy Napier wants to be a physical pound you in the face team. I like I know that's him his MO. Three years into Beamer, I don't know what the hell their identity is. Who are they? What are they as a team? Uh, You're not going to win national championships by being elite at special teams. Right. (laughs) It's fun. It's fun to be good at special teams. It's exciting when it happens once every three games that a big special teams play happens. But special teams are not going to win you. A title. There's a reason why it goes offense, defense, then special teams. Is South Carolina a hard-hitting defense? No. Are they a good defense? No. Are they a smash-mouth offense? No. Are they a good offense? No. What's the identity? Don Munson, Clemson, director of broadcasting, the voice you hear on Clemson football, joins us next here on Offsides. We are the Fan Up State. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the Fan Upstate joined right now as we are each and every Tuesday at 3.20 p.m. by the Director of Broadcasting for Clemson, the voice you hear on Clemson football, Don Munson, joins us right now on the show. Don, uh, incredible last few days, right? You know, regardless of what fans think about the football season, which ended with four straight wins, you know, the Clemson basketball team, uh, Clemson soccer team last night, national champion, Clemson basketball team undefeated 11th and 13th in the two different polls. Uh, I- I'll tell you what, man, what's been the most surprising December sports event for you in Clemson country? Uh, I would guess that the Clemson football team ended going undefeated with 17 wins in a row in a national championship. I'll use the English term football. How about that for, uh, for that? But no, but to see, to see what Mike Noonan and his, and his men's soccer program did was just spectacular. I mean, just absolutely spectacular. Cause I think a lot of people had written them off uh, very early on in the season, but you could see, you could see it coming. You could just see momentum was coming, and they were really starting to play their best soccer as the regular season ended and then obviously went into postseason. They wrote them off, but they didn't write back, did they? No, they did not write back. That's exactly right. Don, I mean, we've seen how softball has really moved the needle and caught fire on campus. Soccer, I'm sure, has as well. What what surprises you about the, you know the non traditional revenue sports and just how much buzz they've generated on campus? Well, I mean it's it is the fanaticism that is around the programs. I mean you know like for instance Mark um, uh, what was it gymnastics on Friday last Friday night holds their first exhibition in Little John Coliseum. Now obviously their first their first performance in there won't be until early January. But they hold it, and apparently they had, like, just a great crowd that showed up for an exhibition. They've already sold well over 2,500 season tickets, which right now is fourth best in the country. Uh, you know, so for a program that hasn't even officially, you know, had a match uh, as of yet. So that is what this Clemson fan base does, is that they embrace their sports. Do they love winning? Absolutely they love winning. Don't get me wrong. They love to see uh, winning teams uh, you know, play here uh, in the orange and white. But it is, it's a love affair, uh, it seems to be, that, that the fan base has with this place. Don Munson joining us, Director of Broadcasting, Clemson University. Don, you have shared with us in the past that Dabo is going to use the transfer portal, but he's not going to get into bidding wars. And the reality is, I actually really like Dabo's stance. Like, I like Dabo digging his heels to save the college football that we all love. Um, I, I, it's not that I'm against, you know, the, the morals and ethics behind what he's doing. And then today we get the news, Riley Leonard Duke transfers to Notre Dame. 
And, you know, I, as I continue to watch this turnover, Don, and this is, a, you know, a more a broader question for you. Is there a concern, do you think, that college football goes the route of college basketball and one and done? And I'm just, if I'm a Notre Dame fan, I'm not sure what this rent-to-quarterback every year is doing for me. Well, I, you know, well, I think that the, it's the tampering part of all of this transfer portal stuff I think that people hate the most. And if you don't think that it's going on, you're, you're just crazy because everybody's roster is being recruited, and it's being recruited from August until right now. I mean, it's just, just the way that it is. People are seeing players. Uh, you know, I, I think we've – you and I have already been kind of down this road. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there watching Florida Atlantic play against Clemson early this season, and there's a wide receiver that's just catching everything that's thrown at him. And I actually sit on the air. So where's this kid going to be playing next year? Because he ain't going to be playing at Florida Atlantic. Somebody's going to come along and get him. And, you know, that's just – unfortunately, that's where we are. I think that all of us do have – uh, you know, I'm being me being 61. I have my idea of what you know a college a college football player should be, what the experience should be like, especially with my favorite team that they're always there. But it's it's changed. You're right. Even in professional sports, you know, uh, the Derek Jeter days are gone. The the you know the Hank Aaron days are are gone. He he was he was always a brave until very late in his career when he got traded back to Milwaukee to play uh, for the for the Brewers. But but those days, histoire. I mean, they're just they're just gone. And I think all of us had to had to adjust a little bit to it. I don't mind uh, a kid, you know, moving along and playing. What I hate is the tampering. And and you're probably right. The one and done player. And we've got one right now in basketball. Let's be really honest with you here in Clemson. We we have one right now in Joe Girard, and he's made a marked dis- difference to uh, Clemson basketball uh, for the year. But that's just part of the system and. And part, of, I think, what now all of us are going to have to get used to. Don, it seems, Mark, through the through the number out in the last segment, only seven guys have transferred off of Clemson's football roster. When you compare that to uh, Florida and South Carolina with their 16 and 18, respectively, what, what kind of resources, what can you tell us about what Clemson is dedicating towards player retention? Well, I think part of that just goes back to the initial recruitment of those of the gentlemen that are playing here. Uh, at Clemson, and when when Clemson goes out football-wise and recruits, they're looking for uh, a guy that is going to buy in to what Clemson does here. It's, and it's more than just what happens on the football field. I think that the Paul Journey program, for instance, here is a big draw, particularly for parents. And then once, once the student-athlete gets here and starts buying in to what that program does, they kind of realize, this is something this is something unique there's nobody else doing this and and the fact that there's a whole wing of the football building that's dedicated to just the improvement is as coach Sweeney likes to say equipping these student athletes with the tools for life and that's what's going on that it's more than just football because there has to be life you know beyond your playing days not beyond football because Football is always going to stay with you. And a lot of these guys are always going to be involved in, in something that, that happens with football. So I'm not going to say life beyond football, but, but life beyond the playing days. And I think that has a lot to do with the retention that happens here. You know, And I think that student-athletes are just happy here at Clemson. They love being here. They love the way that Coach Sweeney and the staff go about doing their business. They love the, the support that they get from the school president, from the board of trustees, from the other coaches uh, that are here, you know, on, on campus. And there's a reason that Clemson students have been voted the happiest in America 
you know, at least top five, if not number one in the country for goodness gracious, I don't know what last six, eight years, something along those lines. This is a good spot to be. Don Munson joining us here on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, the fan upstate. Don, um, expectations often determine the verdict on success or failure in life. A B grade on report cards in some households is met with a party, and others it's met with a spanking. Um, that's just that's just the the nature of the beast. And I do believe fans are allowed to set expectations for their program. When we asked Clemson basketball fans, "What are your program expectations?" they said. Make the tournament more years than not. Is that fair? Is that reasonable? Well, here's what I always tell people about expectations. I, I hate that word, uh, it, by the way. I just, I just hate it because expectations are on you. They're, because you can't force them onto whoever you have the expectation of. They're your expectations, and that's your fault if people don't live up to it. That, that's, your own, that's your own fault. That's, uh, that's your own being. So – I don't get into expectations because expectations aren't, aren't that. Now, I will get into what I earn, to what I go out and work for, to what I go out and put my, my blood, sweat, and tears into that I, can, that I can actually earn and get done. You know, starters earn their way to a starting position. When there's a starting position open, it's, it's the best man that performs or woman that performs that is going to get that position. And so the heck with the heck with expectations. Don't care for the word. Don't care about the attitude. Uh, that has nothing. That should have nothing to do. Expectations are on you, and they're on nobody else. Don, what's the best road trip you've ever been on for a Clemson game? Whether it be an out of conference game, whether it be a bowl game, a national championship game, just the most enjoyable, and for what reason? Uh, the the trip to San Diego with the basketball team when we. When we beat New Mexico State in the first round of the of the playoffs, and then took care of uh, of Auburn a couple of nights later as well. That whole that whole trip to San Diego, weather wise, just the experience of it. Uh, you know, being traveling with the team. I had friends that were out there in the San Diego area who who kind of came and took care of me. They took me all over the place and got to see sights and and go to restaurants and all that kind of stuff. Uh, undoubtedly. Uh, not not even close. That that trip to San Diego uh, was spectacular. Uh, we are coming up on the early signing date for college football, December 20th. Don, uh, I always say whenever we do a remote show, Don, what I, our goal is always to bring our audience wherever we are, and we get to host in some really special places. Can you bring us to Clemson on early signing day or final signing day? What's it like to be in and around the building as I imagine a flight of the Bumblebee experience is unfolding over the course of the day. Yeah, you know, Mark, for the last several years, we used to do a, a signing day show uh, that we would stream online on the, in the early signing period. Now, we, we were not going to do it this year. We didn't do it last year. We'll, we'll do one in February now. And so for me, you know, it was, it was a working day, and it was a long day, too. I show up show up about 7.45, we would usually go on air around 9 o'clock and wouldn't get off air until sometime afternoon. Uh, but, you know, it was visiting with all the coaches and obviously visiting with Coach Sweeney and then watching him introduce the classes as they, you know, the, the papers would come in and all that kind of stuff. And, and it was done in front of a crowd, you know, usually of about 250 boosters and support personnel that were that were in there. It was a lot of fun. I mean, it is, it's a lot of fun. But there's but there's also some drama that's in it because, you know, 
you probably know 95%, but it's that outside 5% that always seems to be the story. I can remember when Jackson Carmen, for instance, committed to Clemson. I mean, they had maybe a little bit of an inkling, but actually Coach Sweeney was on the set with me, and he got called off the set by Coach Caldwell, said, you've got to come and take this call. You've got to come and take this. And it turned out it was Jackson Carmen that was committing to Clemson. Uh, to play, and of course, you know Jackson came in, solidified himself as a as a left tackle. Now playing in the National Football League, was part of national championship teams, all of that. Uh, so that's the fun part. That five percent, that the unknown that is that is out there, because you're you are at that point in time, kind of weaving and bobbing a little bit and seeing what's going on. But that's that's the fun part of of, of the signing days. Don, if you could change one thing about the current landscape of college football. Big or small, what would you change? Um, I prob- if it was me, what I would change, and I think that this change is coming at some point in time, is that I would take the either the top 48 or top 64 teams and split them off and have, their, have them compete for their own championships, their own governance body, uh, and all that. And I think that that is coming right down the line uh, in our faces. If you don't think that's coming, I think that, that you're nuts. But I, I, I think that's coming. Whatever whatever that number is, you know, 48, 64, 72, 84, whatever that number is, it's it's coming. Uh, because I think that the, the NCAA has failed just so dramatically in what we have and what's going on right now. Uh, they have no power. They have, uh, you know, they just, they just, it's just, it's just not. It's just not a good situation for for anybody, uh, and I think that's the only way that we're going to kind of bring this stuff back into line is by all right. Everybody sitting down at the table. All right, these are the rules. This is the way things are going to be done. If you're outside the rules, there's actually going to be repercussions for that. Um, so that would be the one thing I would change. Don Munson, director of broadcasting, Clemson University, joining us here on the show. Always appreciate, Don, uh, and congratulations on all the fun stuff going on at Clemson, man, and for all that you've earned in your career as well. We appreciate having you on with us. All right. It's one of the reasons I always say it's the best job on campus. Love everything about it. Go Tigers. Thank you, Don. Don Munson joining us here on Offsides, the fan upstate. Diesel and I both disagreed with something Don just said, okay? It's not that we're not willing to disagree with Don on the air. We are. We've got things to ask him, right? At, at one point, you can get, if you start going into the mud on something or getting into the weeds, it can become a one-question interview, right? You don't, want to, you don't want to go down that road. But we'll tell you what those things are when Offsides continues right after this. We are the Fan Up State. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the Fan Up State. Great to have you guys with us. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, can you do us a solid? Diesel and I, all right, um, well, this is really cool news, okay? Really cool and exciting stuff, all right? I don't even want to share what the number is, Diesel. You can if you want. Uh, I don't like to share what the number is because I feel like it jinxes, jinxes us, you know? Um, like, Diesel's been trying to get a piece of information out of me for a, two or three weeks about something, and I won't tell him because I don't want to, like, it's like you're worried about jinxing. Anything? You see what I'm saying? And so 
like the the long story short is, folks, um, a year ago, Diesel and I set the all time record for the fan upstate for a show on this station in terms of downloads. You know, um, the thousands of times that a piece of content from our show gets downloaded. So Diesel and I just said, what would be like a crazy number that we like have no chance to hit? And we came up with the number, mm-hmm. okay? And guys, we are like 5,000 downloads and change away from hitting that number. The problem is it's still a long shot for us because we only have like six shows left. <laughs> so if you guys would be so kind to share our content, if you see our content, Fan Upstate on Facebook, can you share it on your Facebook? Um, can you make sure you listen to our downloadable content? Can you retweet it on Twitter? It would mean the world to us, man, because we are we're going after it. We You're are going so close. We are going after it, and it's it it well it kind of like the big picture is we still we broke our record last year. We destroyed the record we just set last year for the most downloads any show's ever had on the station. Okay, destroyed it. Um, we're still a long shot to hit that number, you know, um, but. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. We're trailing by three runs in the bottom of the ninth inning, but we are up to bat, and we have, we have three outs to go through. And the big picture is we still, we still kicked ass and set a new record, right? Yeah, we've been tracking this thing since January 1st and saying, all right, if we get this many per month, this, we'll be able to hit this. If we get this, we'll be able to hit it. And we're like, oh, we fell behind a little bit this month. Oh, well, we kicked major ass in this month, and we're pushing towards it. And the, the the hard part is is around the month of December, a lot of people go on vacation. So Mark is out for a couple of days. I'm out for a couple of days, and the content either isn't being created, it isn't being uploaded, it's not being posted in the way that you guys have come to expect across our social media accounts. And you guys could do us a huge, huge favor if whatever platform it is you like to listen to your podcast, whether it's the Odyssey app, which is fantastic. If it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, we are located on all of those platforms. Just search for Offsides with Mark Ryan and click play on something. If you like it, click play on something else. Um, you guys are you guys are crushing it for us. I mean, you're listening in Columbia, in Spartanburg, in Myrtle Beach, in Greenville, Rock Hill, Aiken, Anderson, Charleston, Atlanta's listening to the show, Greensboro. Toledo, Ohio. We got fans in, in Ohio we didn't even know about. Maybe it's because we uh, we rag on the Suckeyes so much that they're <laughs> like, we got to find out who these guys are. Uh, Raleigh, North Carolina is listening to the show, and we thank you guys so much. And if you would, you're, you're right. I, I don't think it's good form to give away the number of what we're, what we're researching for, but we're close. We're very, very close. So if you would, if you haven't yet, Whatever podcast platform it is you like to listen to your podcasts, search for Offsides with Mark Ryan, follow it, subscribe, whatever it's called on that particular platform, and then listen to a couple pieces of content. It would mean the world to us. And if you can share it on your Facebook, retweet it, would mean the world to us as well. Okay. Our thanks to Don Munson for joining us in the last segment. Uh, He did say something, Diesel, that burned my brownies a little bit when he says expectations are your fault. They belong only to the person that has them. Well, that that if that is true, that means that Graham Neff has no expectation for the programs <laughs> in which he presides over. Okay, 
What are those expectations? Well, Don Munson would likely say, I don't want to speak for him. Well, you'd have to talk to Graham Neff about that, like what his what his expectations are. Um, but you realize that a coach has not met those expectations when he is fired, right? You, you're like, that. that's obvious. So it's okay to have expectations for the program. And when fans coalesce and form a group and vote, we establish what those expectations are. For Clemson basketball, it's make the tournament more years than not. And for Brad Brownell to achieve that, he needs to make the tournament eight years in a row, beginning now. Okay? Uh, that would give him 11 tournament berths in 21 years. He's now got three and 13. Diesel, what set you off that Don Munson said? It was Don saying the one thing he would change about college football would be to separate the top 60, 70, 75 teams into their own division to go play for a national championship. And it sounds interesting in theory. Number one, how do you arrive on who's in and who's out? There will be programs who fancy themselves as good enough to be in who will be left out. And there will be teams that should be left out who are in. Uh, It's going to get really ugly for a lot of fan bases who are used to their floor, their worst possible seasons, finishing 50th out of 130 teams. That still sounds pretty good, right? 50th out of 132. Well, what if you're 50th out of 60? That sounds awful. That sounds awful. And the truth is, as Judge Smales said himself, the world needs ditch diggers too. You need crappy programs to beat up on to get yourself ticks in the win column. You need those teams. As much as you feel like you don't, you need those teams. You need the Central Michigans. And you need the Georgia Southerns of the world. You need the teams to beat up on so that – sorry, sorry, Mark, there to, to bring back that memory. Thank you. Uh, you need those teams to beat up on to get check marks in the win column. And if you don't have them anymore because you've separated yourself into a different division – then you're going to be in a world of hurt. All right, my friends. Up next, Clemson fans are the equal of South Carolina fans in this one particular category. We will unmask what that is next here on Offsides. We are the Fan Upstate. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.